I'm Desiree. And I'm Taylor. You're tuned into Birthkeeper Banter, a space to discuss powerful birth stories, radical birthkeeping, and all things birth outside of the box. This podcast is produced by Herbal Training, and nothing discussed should be considered medical advice because birth is not a medical event. For classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. Hey guys, this is Taylor. I'm here with Christina and she's going to tell us about choosing free birth for her first birth, which is so awesome. I love that. I love these stories. So welcome, Christina. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell me what that looked like for you when you first found out you were pregnant. How did that pregnancy go for you? So we had actually, we had got married and then pretty much a month later, we found out we were pregnant. So it was very exciting. We knew we wanted to start having a family right away. So we were very excited. And from as early as I can remember, I've always known that I wanted to have a home birth because my mom, I was my mom, I'm one of six kids and my mom's last two. So my younger two siblings were both unassisted home births. So that's kind of all I knew growing up. Like you have your babies at home. So thankfully my husband was also on board with this. <laughs> Otherwise that probably would have been an issue there, but um, I knew I wanted to have home birth and from like, I, I used to say I wanted to have a midwife there, but then just cause I was like, Oh, you know, just in case if something happens, like it's nice to have someone there. But then as we got married and we were talking about things, I was like, you know what? Like we can just do this on our own we don't need someone there unless obviously if there were like complications or anything, but I didn't feel the need to have a backup plan or anything like that other than, you know, 911 or the hospital is nearby if, if something, an emergency happens. But so I always pretty much knew that I wanted to have a home birth. And then we talked it through and we were like, yeah, let's just do this. Just us. Like we don't, we want to be, you know, I, I always felt like birth was a very, intimate experience and I just was most comfortable feeling like just my husband was there like I was like if I had other people in the room I probably wouldn't have been able to relax or be as you know in the zone as I would have as I was like I would have been like oh somebody's watching me like I don't really know them that well like it just would have been a a weird experience for me personally that's just how I felt so I was most comfortable just me and my husband because I know a lot of people they have a doula or they have someone else there but for me I was like you know I just want my husband and I no one else not even like not my mom not my sister like I didn't want anybody else there so that's basically how how that went and then everything like the pregnancy I I didn't get any ultrasounds I didn't have any appointments with any OBs or midwives or anything I kind of just did a wild pregnancy, did my own prenatal care, felt like I was in tune with my body and just, um, you know, took it day by day. If something were to arise where I would seek help, then I definitely would have. But thankfully, everything, everything was fine. I felt the baby moving. Her, I had a little fetoscope, so I would listen to the heartbeat once in a while when I was far enough along to hear that. So that was nice. Um, so I didn't really need any, I didn't get, I didn't seek any prenatal care while I was pregnant. I kind of just based my my like estimated due date off of when I thought that we had conceived because I was pretty regularly tracking my cycle. So I, I had a good idea of when I was quote unquote due, even though we all know that's 
can be any any time within two weeks before or after or whenever. So I wasn't too worried about that aspect of it. But I was like, I knew the basic range. So we were prepared well in advance of that date. Um, let's see. I did see a chiropractor during my pregnancy, which I think helped helped a lot. I started going halfway through, um, and that was definitely definitely beneficial for me. Um, so he was due like late November and well, we didn't know it was a boy at the time. <laughs> we did, we kept it a surprise obviously because I didn't have any ultrasounds or didn't, um, didn't do any of like the blood tests or anything like that to find out the gender. Cause I was like, you know, I like to keep it a surprise. It makes it exciting. The anticipation and all of that. So we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. We didn't have any names picked out or anything. So in that aspect, we weren't prepared, but in every other aspect, we were. And then, so of course, his, you know, due date comes and goes. He's not here yet. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I was expecting it to be any time before or after. So I wasn't, like, disappointed or like, oh, he's not here on his due date. Like, oh, no, we have to go. We have to go to the hospital. Like, he's not here yet. I was like, okay, it's fine. He can come, like, two weeks after. Like, that's normal. And it was funny because um, the Friday before he was born, my husband had a work party. It was like a holiday party because it was early December. And um, we were talking to this one couple and they're like, oh, like, so what are you going to do if if the baby doesn't come? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, he's going to come. Like, what? that was just such a weird question to me. I was like, um, we're just going to wait for him to come because at that point I was already past my due date. I was like, it could be any day now. And they were like, oh, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to wait. Like, it's going to happen when it happens. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just so weird to me. But that's how people think these days. Um, so it was funny because I ended up having him two days after that. So that was, that was funny. But the next day was a Saturday. And we, of course, had no idea that he was coming the next day. But we decided to go on a walk and it ended up being like a three mile walk. So it was pretty exhausting, but it was really good for me because it helped, I think it helped me like kind of get things going because that night I woke up and um, it was like two thirty. I mean, I had been waking up every night to pee at like two thirty or three, you know, in the middle of the night anyway. So it wasn't that weird to wake up at that time. But I, so I went back to sleep and an hour later I woke up and I had like a very like intense period like cramp sensation and I was like oh that's different because I hadn't felt really any anything while I was pregnant I didn't have any Braxton Hicks at least nothing that I noticed and I didn't have any prodromal labor or anything so I didn't really know like what a contraction would feel like so I kind of just knew I was like okay that feels a little different but I'll just like try to go back to sleep and not like think too much of it so I've held, checked the time fell back asleep and like 10 minutes later woke up and it happened again and I was like okay like this this seems like something might be happening. <laughs> and so I waited like 10 more minutes and sure enough, there comes another one. So I was like, rolled over and like woke up my husband. I was like, I'm, I think, I think it's happening. Like by this time, I think it was like four, four, four thirty in the morning. So I was like, um, I think the baby's coming today. And he was like, oh, okay. So we didn't really know how long it was going to last or what. We kind of were just going to take it like, minute by minute and see what happens so we we got up well I tried to lay down and like keep getting rest but it was too uncomfortable to be laying down so I was like okay I have to get up so we got up went downstairs and just kind of started watching tv and I was like sitting on my exercise ball um just kind of like 
taking the contractions as they came. They weren't like super intense yet, but they were still definitely, definitely something was happening. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely in labor. And I think the only person I told was my mom because I didn't want, I didn't want to like tell everyone and be like, oh, like I'm in labor because then I didn't want them to be like, I didn't know how long it was going to last. So I didn't want the questions like, oh, have you had the baby yet? Have you, how far along are you? Like, what's going on? Like, how are you doing? I was like, I've, I don't want to deal with that. So let me just tell my mom because I know she, she wouldn't bother me. And she knew like she was the most supportive of our decision of, to have the free birth. So I texted her and I was like, um, the baby's coming today. I'm in labor. And obviously it was like early in the morning. So she didn't respond till later, but um. So we were downstairs for a few hours and then I wanted to, it's kind of started getting a little more intense and I was like, okay, I think it'll help if I get in the shower. Like I just wanted like the hot water because we didn't have, I didn't have a birth pool or anything. I really didn't have any plan specifically for like where or how I was going to give birth. I was just like somewhere in our bedroom or bathroom, like upstairs. I don't know. Like I didn't really have like a set plan for that. So we were just kind of kind of going taking it as it comes so I got in the shower I don't know how long I was in the shower it's kind of hard to tell to tell timing of things because like I was not fully present in the moment so I I would say I was probably in there for probably like 30 or 40 minutes and then I got out and I tried to lay down again because I was like okay I should probably get a little bit of rest because I've been awake since like 2 30 in the morning basically so I tried to lay down, but like after one contraction, I was like, nope, nope, gotta get up, gotta get up. I cannot be laying down. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how people can lay down through contractions because I was like, nope, that's not happening. So I stood up and I was just kind of leaning over the bed and they were getting more intense and closer together at this point. So I was like, okay, we're moving along pretty well. I still felt the baby moving. Everything was fine. And by this point, my water still hadn't broken. So I was like, I was prepared the like a week or two before I put down like, um, I think I had like a waterproof mattress pad or something on my bed just in case like my water broke in the middle of the night. I was like, I don't want to ruin because we had a brand new mattress. So I was like, okay, I don't want to ruin the mattress. But it never broke. It was it just started with contractions. So at this point, I was still just going through um, the contractions regular, pretty regularly, getting closer together and more intense. Um, so then after a little bit, I wanted to get back in the shower. So I was like, I, the water felt really good. The hot water felt really good. So I got back in the shower. Um, and then that's when things kind of started getting a lot more intense. And this point, I think it was like, I want to say it was like 9, 8.30 or 9 o'clock maybe. But I got back in the shower. And after that, I didn't, like, I didn't get out after that. <laughs> I was stuck in the bathroom. <laughs> So I was in the shower. Um, at first I was standing there, but then I kind of got down on my hands and knees. And my head, we have the shower nozzle that comes off. So he took the nozzle off and he was just like putting it over me, like over my back. And it felt really good. Um, but then like I thought, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just like deliver here, like on my hands and knees. Because it was pretty comfortable. But then after a point, my like toes and my knees and my ankles, they started like getting numb and like tingly, like they were falling asleep. And I was like, okay, this is not a comfortable position. Like my brain is distracted by my, my hand, my feet falling asleep, my toes. So I tried to like find a comfortable position, but our tub is not very big. So it wasn't like, it was very hard for me to find a good position to be in. Um, so I was, I think eventually he turned the water off 
yeah, I think we turned the water off and my body like just started. I like the, the FER, the, what is it? Fetal ejection reflex. Is that what it's yeah, called? You got- yeah. Okay. Yeah. That like that kicked in, like my body just kind of like started pushing the baby out and I was like, well, like I could not control it. And I think I hadn't prepared mentally enough for the birth. Like I was physically, I was fine, but mentally like that's when that started happening, I just like started freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't control this. Like my body's just like, it, like it was just the weirdest feeling. Like it was like throwing up, but, but the baby was coming out. Like you just can't, like, it's just going to happen. There's no way to stop it. Like I could not, if I tried, like, there's no way. So like after, like during every contraction, my body would just like try to push him out. And, um, I kind of started screaming at that point. Cause I was like, it hurt a lot in my, and I was like, it felt really out of control. And my husband was like scared. Cause he was like, what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do to help you. And I was like, ah, but, um, so that, so the FER kicked in, I don't know how long really it felt like a while like it felt like it was like an hour but I don't know like I don't know how long how long it lasted because like I I thought like I felt like his head was coming out and then I told my husband to look and he's like I don't see anything and I was like oh darn like I got kind of disappointed because I was like I feel like I'm definitely doing a lot of work here and like there's nothing there yet but then uh during one contraction like I felt I felt him shift like inside and like I was like okay now he's definitely like coming out soon because like I could feel I could feel him. I don't even know. I guess it was transition. I don't know. Like, I I definitely was like, okay, that definitely feels like he's about to come out. And so I think at this point I had kind of um, switched positions. So I was kind of leaning back in the tub because on my hands and knees, like was not comfortable, but even like leaning back wasn't really comfortable either. So that's another thing that I was like, I couldn't find a comfortable position and I wasn't mentally prepared. So those two things were like the biggest, like not disappointments, but like the biggest issues I guess I had with the first birth. Um, so I was leaning back and the FER was still going every contraction. And then at one point I was like, okay, it definitely feels like his head is coming out. And my husband was like, uh, like he looked down there and he, I don't know, I don't know if he said anything to me, or if he was like, what, like what? Cause it wasn't his head. It was the sack that started coming out first. So like, it was a clear, like it did not look like a head. And my husband was like, is that what it's supposed to look like? He's like, that doesn't, that doesn't look normal. And I was like, and I looked down and I was like, oh yeah, it was kind of like a yellowish, like weird looking bulge. And I was like, okay, that's not his head, but he's definitely coming out soon. And then sure enough, I think it was like maybe one or two contractions later, like his head started coming out. And then um, once his head was out, it was only like, I don't even know how long. I want to say it was only like 10 to 20 seconds until like the next contraction hit. And then it kind of was like a forceful like explosion. Basically, he just kind of flew out like (laughs) my water broke and the baby came out like into my husband's hands, like all at the same time. So it was like he was kind of born and call, but like not fully like my because it broke like as he was coming out. And so he was like, he didn't cry at first and my husband was kind of freaking out, but I was like, okay, it's fine. Just pat his back. Like he'll be okay. So he was rubbing his back. He like flipped him over. And I, and at that point is when I saw between his legs and I was like, it's a boy. 
so I was the first one to see to see that he was a boy and then right after that he started crying and then he wouldn't stop (laughs) so I was like okay he has really healthy lungs he's good like he wasn't his color was good everything like I was like doing the mental checks like okay he's fine everything's good there's no like issues nothing nothing concerning I wasn't like bleeding a whole lot so I like I was I wasn't worried or anything I was like okay everything went pretty pretty well as well as we wanted it to be so um then we just kind of stayed in the tub for I want to say like an hour I was just like I can't move (laughs) so I was just sitting in the tub but it was empty like we didn't fill the tub it was it was we were just had the shower going so it was just I was just in the tub and then at one point I was like okay I should probably like get up to kind of see if the placenta is going to come out soon because I wasn't really focused on that as much and I was like okay it's probably time to see like or just you know to get out of the tub just to get like I wanted to kind of get more comfortable like get on the bed um so I handed our son I handed my son to, to my husband Colin and then as soon as I like stood up to try to get out of the tub the placenta just kind of like flopped out like it I didn't even have to like do anything I was just like oh okay there it is like so I don't know if it would have come out sooner if I had gotten up because I was kind of sitting laying there in the tub so I have no idea it was about an hour but I don't know like if it would have been sooner if I had gotten up or or what um so then uh my husband went and got a bowl and we put the placenta in the bowl and then we hobbled over to the bed (laughs) And we actually didn't have a bed at this point because we had recently moved. So we just had a mattress on the floor. So that was, that was kind of funny too. Like our bed was getting delivered like two weeks later, I think. So uh, we were on the, on the floor, on the mattress. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much after that. We just, we waited like another hour, cut the cord did all the measurements and well the measurements and stuff I think we did later on we waited like hours I don't think we were in it we weren't in any hurry or anything to do that so we just kind of were we're laying in there laying in the bed we're laying on the mattress um just kind of skin to skin snuggling you know enjoying our our new family so that's beautiful did uh did breastfeeding come easy for you or um no actually it was he wouldn't latch I want to say I tried I didn't try right away but then when I did try like he wouldn't really latch on so like he would kind of but it didn't really seem like he was doing a very good job so it was kind of that that was kind of I wasn't super worried because I was like okay he's he was just born like he still has all the nutrients from the placenta like it's not like he needs to eat right away. Like he's, you know, he was sleeping a lot. He was really tired, obviously, because we both had been through a huge event. So I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll let him sleep. But then um, my husband's family was kind of like freaking out, like, oh, you need to like go, go out and get some formula and supplement with formula. So like they convinced him to go out at like three o'clock in the morning because he hadn't really um, eaten anything since he was born. He was born at like 1230. I think it was 1225 p.m. So my, my labor was only nine hours long. Um, and then he hadn't eaten the, that whole day that after he was born. And so my husband ended up going out and getting some formula, which I'm like kind of disappointed in because I'm like, oh, I really wanted to like have a good breastfeeding journey from the beginning. But that kind of from the start kind of like tainted it a little bit. But after that, I like I would kept trying, of course, and he was able to latch a little bit better like the next day 
and I ended up seeing a lactation consultant and she helped us and um, he ended up having a tongue tie which I think was the issue for why he was struggling to latch in the beginning so yeah. I mean it, after um, I think when he was like a month and a half old or he was like 10 weeks old I think we had decided to get it revised or released and then after that it was much better and he or we were able to breastfeed for the entire first year of his life so awesome yeah. I like that well I'm glad that you had a recovery I know it can be really hard mm-hmm. especially with your first when you have family in your ear like hey he needs to eat and you're like yeah I'm trying and mm-hmm. they're like they just quick formula so yeah I'm glad yeah that you <laughs> yeah that was like it was like the first night I'm like okay we just had a baby like you they like it kind of to me it felt like they were thinking that I didn't I don't know like it was a weird like do you think that I don't want to feed my baby like they were like oh you need to go like go go, go formula to feed your baby and I was like but I I'm not gonna like let him starve like I it to me it just felt like they were like kind of trying to impose like I don't know it was just kind of a it was a weird situation and I was like okay just let me take care of my baby like I just had a baby and you're ruining our first night together like (laughs) but yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. So during the pregnancy, did they, uh, your husband's family, did they try to talk any fear into your plans or be like, okay, well, your mom did it, but like, that's not the normal thing to do now. Was there anything like that? Yeah. So my, my in-laws, my parent, my, um, father and mother-in-law, they, I knew they both weren't supportive really of our decision. Like they definitely, they didn't really make any like nothing really to our faces, but I knew like they would talk to my mom and they would talk to other people and kind of say like they were really worried and they were like, you shouldn't be doing this, but they didn't really say anything to us about it, which I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I know you're, you're worried, but this is our decision. Like I tried to say, I tried to be as, as nice as po- as possible to her. I was like, okay, my mother-in-law I was like, this is our decision. Like we feel comfortable with it. Like we're healthy, like nothing, there's no, nothing wrong. Like everything's fine. We have we know what to do in cases of emergencies, like certain situations should arise, whatever, whatever, like we're well prepared. And so she kind of like, she was like, okay, like she let us kind of do it our way, but she still, I knew in the back of her mind was like, this is like, it worried her a lot. Like she was very, very worried for us, but I was like, okay. And I was hoping that after, you know, he was born, everything was fine. He was perfectly healthy. I was fine. Like everything was fine. I was hoping that that would kind of ease her mind into the like, idea of free birth and be like oh, okay it's fine to like not have any medical personnel there but then like literally a week after he was born she was sitting in our house and she was like oh well I hope for the next one that you like have a midwife or something someone there and I was like but why like we just did it ourselves like I don't feel the need to have someone there like I know I can do it like I don't know yeah that's so funny they think it's like oh well you survived that one but like maybe not the next one which oh thanks thanks for that confidence like (laughs) right oh but did your mom like do you feel like you sought a lot of counsel in her and like what did you do during your pregnancies and how did your birth go like did you seek that with her um kind of a little bit yeah like I knew like I knew the stories growing up because I remember well I remember mostly with my younger brother like her pregnancy and birth and stuff I mean we weren't present for the birth but I remember like the day that it happened and all of that. Um, but I mostly like I had a couple, she introduced me to 
my mom knows a lot of people in like the birth community. And so she introduced me to someone who lives near us where we moved to, who recently had had an unassisted birth. So she was a good source. And then I, I joined a couple of groups on Facebook that had good, like I could just, would just kind of scroll through and read people's birth stories. And like that really helped. And I, I read a lot of books about home birth and certain situations, like emergency situations and things and all of that. So I felt, I felt like I had enough information going into it. Wonderful. And I know you said that um, you kind of, you mentioned something in your birth, like when you were close to the end that you felt like unprepared. Is there anything that you would do differently for this upcoming birth that you're planning to have like more knowledge on or just like take the experience from your first to be more prepared for like the intensity or what exactly did you feel with that unpreparedness? Yeah. So I, yeah, currently 34 weeks pregnant with my second one. So do pretty soon here. And I've definitely been trying to prepare my mind more for the intensity. Cause I know now I know have a little bit more of an idea about what to expect. Cause I think going into the first one, I just had no idea what to expect. So I was just kind of like expecting like, Oh, it'll be fine. Like my body knows what to do, which it does. But like my mind also needs to know what to do because my body is like, I felt out of control. So like now I know I'm trying to do more like um, meditations and like listen to um, calming. I have this like app on my phone. It's not like the hypnobirthing app, but it's something similar where it just kind of talks you through like relaxation techniques and like breathing. Cause I know the last time, like I tensed up a lot and I was not able to relax really. So I've definitely been trying to practice the deep breathing and the relaxation and trying to get like more calm in the mind for when um the next one comes around gotcha and did you have like in your first did you plan like okay if I if I start bleeding a lot I'm gonna use these herbs like was it important to you to have any kind of supplies Mm -hmm. yeah so I had actually still have them left over because I didn't really need to use much I have some tinctures I have like um I think I ended up getting angelica and womb stringe I think are the two that I have, which I did end up taking. I was bleeding a little, not like a ton, but like I kind of felt a little faint after. Like I got up to shower a few hours after my son, my son was born and I was like, okay, I feel a little faint. So like, I think it was just because I hadn't eaten food though. Like, I don't think it was because of the bleeding, but I ended up taking a little bit of the womb stringe um, at that point, just because I was like, I don't know if this is because of the bleeding or because of a lack of food, but I think it was because of lack of food. Cause then after I ate, I had like a big juicy cheeseburger and after that I felt much better. <laughs> yes, um, I bet. Burgers like yeah. make me feel better in general. So after birth, yeah, it's like, yeah. yes. <laughs> it was like the perfect first meal after I was like, yes, I need a big juicy cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> did you consume your placenta or what did you do with it? No, we actually, I didn't really have any plans for the placenta either. So we kind of, and we live in a townhouse. We don't really have, I would have buried it in our backyard, but we don't really have a backyard to bury it in and I didn't really I didn't have any um plans to like consume or encapsulate or anything like that so we ended up I think we ended up just throwing it in the garbage can because <laughs> we didn't really know we <laughs> didn't know what to do with it we were like oh but this next time so I have a plan not really a plan but I'm donating it to someone um my next one she she had posted in one of the Facebook groups saying she was like doing some trainings on um placentas like encapsulating and stuff like that so I was like, oh, well, I'm due soon. You can like have mine. So I'm just going to put it in the freezer and she's going to come pick it up um, 
whenever I tell her to after. So I'll be donating this awesome. one, this next one. That's so great. I love that. Yeah, yeah we appreciate when uh, stuff is donated for training. So that's a huge thing. Like if you're not mm-hmm. going to do anything with it, people can learn. With yeah, it. it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm like at least I'll get some use. Somebody will get use out of it, even if I don't. Exactly. Yeah. So um, with your mom, how old were you when your little brother was born? Um, my little brother. So I was nine when he was born. I was I was only three when my sister was born. So I don't remember. And that happened like in the middle of the night. So I don't really have any memory of that birth. But um, my brother, I was nine. So I have very pretty clear memories of that time when he was born. Cool. And how was that for you? I know you said you weren't like present for the birth. Did you guys like go to grandma's or another person's house? No, we kind of, we were still home. We, it was actually kind of funny because it was a Friday. We were, we lived in the DC area and it was a Friday evening or I think we were, so we were on the way home. We had gone swimming that day at the pool and we were on the way home and my mom kind of like swerved the car and she was like, Oh, and I thought she like almost hit a squirrel or something. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, my water just broke. And I was like, oh, we were literally like about to pull into the driveway when this happened. So she, we were driving home from the pool in the car when her water broke. So I was like, oh, that means like the baby's coming. And so this was like in the afternoon. So she, at that time, my dad was um, working in the Pentagon and they didn't really have, I don't think he was allowed to have his cell phone or I guess cell phones weren't really like a common thing back then I don't know but she tried to get a hold of him but like she couldn't contact him and like it took her a little bit to like contact him and she was like okay like you need to come home now and now it's a Friday afternoon Friday evening like rush hour traffic in the DC area like so she was kind of worried that he wasn't gonna make it home and my sister my oldest sister I think she was like 13 at the time 12 or 13 she was like helping my mom like during her labor and she like thought that she was gonna have to help deliver the baby and she was like freaking out like I don't want to do this <laughs> but we were all home we all were just kind of there and we ended up I think we went outside we were like playing outside and our friends came over and we were like oh our baby our baby sibling is being born right now and they were just like what <laughs> so yeah. well that's so cool did your dad make it yeah he made it in time I don't know how much time I want to say maybe like an hour before I don't know I don't know the timing of I don't know specifics of the timing but yes he did make it home so my sister was very relieved that she did not have to participate in the actual birth (laughs) and do they did they let you come in like right after and meet new baby yeah um I remember going in yeah I remember I don't know how long after pretty soon after they let us go in so we went in and we we all met him and he was so tiny and cute and we were just like oh my gosh that's a baby and I remember my mom just laying there and I think I remember I think I remember seeing the placenta somewhere we ended up burying it in our backyard I think somewhere but yeah it was and we got to order pizza for dinner so we were all excited about that (laughs) that's so cool home birth equals pizza (laughs) yeah we're like yay pizza party we have a baby brother right (laughs) oh so that was just normal to you like you never thought anything other than that for birth yeah because we she had never I was her last baby that was born in a hospital and she didn't have any like traumatic hospital experiences but she always knew like 
they were all pretty straightforward births and she was like okay I don't feel like I need to be in the hospital anymore so after me she just kind of she was like I'm just gonna do it on my own but it was always yeah that's just how I that's just how I knew it like she we didn't she didn't have to go away and come back a few days later with a baby like she was just at home so that was just that was just the norm for me growing up I love that and did she ever share like what resource inspired her to do like unassisted, for example, instead of with a midwife or like a birth center or whatever? Did she ever share that? Um, I feel like she has in the past. She's talked about it. I know she met a lot of a lot of um, home birth people. Like she's she knew Laura Shanley. She was really um, good friends with Laura Shanley. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yeah. Um, and so I think people like that she just kind of would talk to and get their experiences and be like you know I think we can just do this on our own so that is so cool and your dad was just like supportive like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he he, I but she actually wrote a book um I think she's working on a second um second copy a second edition of it but it's uh unassisted birth an act of love I think is what it's called the title Mm. of the book but she um which is funny like I was following someone on Instagram and they shared a picture of the book and I was like that's my mom's book like it was just so weird how her book is like kind of floating around in the home birth community and it's just so funny it's like that's my mom like (laughs) I'm gonna have to get that that's so cool I haven't heard of that yeah yeah so I don't know if it's technically in print anymore but I think you can still she still has copies I think you can still order it somewhere like Amazon maybe I don't know I'm not sure but yeah Mm-hmm. I'll definitely check that out. Well, cool. Um, as a first time mom choosing free birth, would you say like any best advice or like tips that you would give for a first time mom or any future free birthers that listen in and they just want to know like, what is the biggest thing I should prepare for? Um, I would say if you're like, cause I know a lot of people are just they just have fear. They're just scared. So it's like, I could never do that because I'm just scared that this is going to happen. Or what if this happens? Or so like, really my advice is if there's something specific that's, that you're scared of, or that might that you think might happen, kind of look into that specific thing and be like, okay, how common is this? Like, is it actual emergency? Like, is it, what can I do in this certain situation? And just kind of like really research that fear. And I think that really helped, that really can really help, um, you feel more comfortable and more confident in the decision to just kind of let nature take its course. And when you really start looking into those things, you realize like, okay, actual real emergencies are pretty rare and they're not most likely not going to happen. Of course, sometimes they do, which you have to be prepared for. But for the most part, like if you just let the body do what it's going to do, like it's fine. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's beautiful. I did have one more question come up while you were saying that. Um, Mm -hmm. When you, when you were like in the thick of intensity, like right before your baby came, um, did you, uh, knowing that like unassisted birth was your normal to you from seeing your mom's experiences, did you have a thought in your head that was like, this is not normal. I'm going to die. I need to go to the hospital. Was there anything like that? I think I had like a brief moment, like when after, like after the FER had kicked in and like nothing really seemed like it was happening. I was like, oh no, like, is something wrong? Like, do I need to go to the hospital? Like, 
how long do I wait for this? Like what? But it was very brief. Like it was like a millisecond or a split second. Like, and then I was like, no, like I can, I'm fine. Like this is, it can take time. Like my body knows what it's doing. Like, I just need to try to like let it happen. So after that, like, it was a very brief moment where I was like, maybe I, maybe I should go to the hospital. But then I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to get in the car right now. Like that would be way worse than just sitting here in my tub. Like I could not imagine like transporting myself to the hospital in the midst of like giving birth. Like that just seems like Oh, so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I wanted to ask that because I know um, most women experience that. And I was curious from a mind that hadn't been like uh, indoctrinated by like seeing their their parents go to the hospital when they go into labor and they don't get that home birth experience. I was curious if you also experienced that because most of our community, like they they come from a family that has never had a home birth. And so I was curious mm-hmm. if your mind still did the same trick on you, like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a brief moment. And I'm sure my husband probably had a lot more of those moments. Cause I was like screaming and like, not probably seeming like I was so out of it, but he was just like silently praying and like being there for me and like very supportive. And he never mentioned anything like, do you, should I call 911? Like he never, he never said anything or, or anything like that. So he just kind of let it, let it happen. So that's wonderful. And, um, was your postpartum good besides like the breastfeeding issues? Was it well, your mind was well, hormones, physical, everything was good. Yeah, I was, it was the only, the, the hardest part I think was my husband had to go back to work. Um, thankfully he ended up, he had just started a new job, so he wasn't really eligible for any kind of like paternity leave or anything like that. So we got really lucky though. And he was exposed to COVID like the Friday before our son was born. So he ended up getting a week off just because like someone in the office tested positive, even though he didn't test positive. So they gave him a week off. So that was nice that he had, he had a week off for that, but not for the birth of our child. So it was nice to have him home, but I don't know how much time they would have given him if that hadn't have happened. So, but I remember the day he went back to work, I was like, by myself for the first time with our son and I was like downstairs on the couch and he was crying and I started crying I was like ah but thankfully my mom lives close so I wasn't like I didn't feel like I was completely alone or anything like my postpartum everything was we had friends bring us meals like we were very well taken care of and I felt I felt really good so it was good good I love that well awesome anything else you wanted to share um not really I'm just really excited for this next one to see like how it compares and I'm gonna try I have a birth tub now so I'm gonna try a water birth I think that's gonna be a lot better the second time around for me because I know how much the water helped me being in the shower so I'm just excited for that yay I'm glad that you're doing that and I would love after you give birth and you're healed and settled and everything of course I would love to hear the comparison and how different it was all of them are different. Mm-hmm. Well, beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I love it. I think yeah, it's so of course. Powerful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Birthkeeper Banter. Make sure to like and subscribe to our channel on your favorite podcast listening platform and Facebook so you can be notified for future episodes. 
Enrollment for our 2023 midwifery cohort is now open. You can find sign-up information as well as all of our other courses at herbal.teachable.com. We love and appreciate you all. Thank you for helping us change the world. One birth story at a time.